attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Another week of Adam and Dana talking about Disney. And I still feel like, I still feel fresh off our trip. I'm still, I'm still feeling good. I'm still feeling good. I'm missing it already, but that's okay because we're coming back to Disneyland in like two weeks. Surprise. I know you are. I know. I know. I'm not surprised that you're coming back. I am definitely missing it as well. Even, I mean, I'm not missing Disneyland because we go all the time. I'm missing our Vegas trip still. I know we talked about it in the last podcast, but um, I'm still living off of that Kelly Clarkson concert oh high. Like, I can't stop thinking about it and all of her songs. Okay, I have decided. I've listened to Chemistry, her new album, like no less than a dozen Do times this last week. Sounds like she's saying fart. She's not. You, you she's saying hi. She's saying otherwise. hi. No, rushing through me like a fart. That's what it sounds like she's saying. But I will tell you, after copious listens to her album, which every song is killer. I love mm-hmm. every single one of them. I've decided my favorite song is High Road. Ooh, that's my favorite. That's a good yep. one. I would say fan favorite. Kim's favorite song is probably Lighthouse. She said it's mine. Oh, really? Mine, I song thought mine. it would be yeah. Lighthouse. Yeah, mine is... Sierra Jones. She likes Lighthouse. I am a big fan of Rock Hudson because I love oh, that yeah. she throws back to Piece by Piece in it. Mm. Like, she made that reference because she wrote Piece by Piece as like this, hi, everybody, did you know this is a Kelly Clarkson podcast now? No longer Disney, sorry. But she wrote Piece by Piece because she was, like, getting over her bad dad and had found her husband and he was everything that her dad wasn't. And then... Because of everything that happened, and they get divorced, she writes Rock Hudson in this whole song about how she thought he was her Rock Hudson, and then she throws in a callback to Piece by Piece, and it, which I think was just, it was great writing. I know. Ugh, Chef's Kiss. Kelly. It's perfection. You don't have to be going through a breakup. Adam and I haven't, we're not going through breakups, and yet you still listen to it, and you're like, oh, I'm so gutted album. by these songs. So, well, even yeah, the okay. very first song, this is the last thing I'll say about it, but the very first song, skip this part, is so yeah. true. Because how many breaks have you been through? I mean, you haven't, because you and Ryan have been together since you were like no. two. But like. Yes, I- <laughs> that's correct. Did you know we're celebrating our 20 year anniversary in November? That's like, I- Not of marriage, but of being together as a couple. Like yeah. 20 years. Yeah, they've, they've literally been together since they were two years old. Yeah. And. But that that song, can we skip this part? Thank you for thinking I'm 22, by the way. (laughs) I appreciate that. Appreciate you. But that song, Skip This Part, speaks so true to that that gut-wrenching feeling of when you break up with somebody. And, like, you just feel like you were at the lowest point of your life and so low. And you just want to skip past that pain. But honestly, like, that song rings true for loss, death, like, so much that... It's it's just she is. I don't care what anybody says. Fight me on this. She is one of the most underrated vocal talents of our generation. Like I don't care. Taylor Swift is selling out football stadiums and all this stuff. Like hey now, Kelly's on par. You can't say anything negative about. I'm saying Kelly's on par. The Swifties will come and get us. I'm saying Kelly's on par. I'm not saying she's like better. Oh no no. I agree with you. No offense, Swifties. Kelly is better than Taylor Swift. Oh, no, they're going to kill me. But, like, you got to be careful. You got to put you in witness protection. As I just said that. I know. Dana, it was so nice doing this podcast with you. I'm going to have to replace you with Kim now because you have to go into hiding. My name is not Dana. I am Zool. There is no Dana, (laughs) only Zool. (laughs) The Swifties will find you at Disneyland and we'll never hear from you again. Truly, they will. They'll be buried Um, in a pile of friendship bracelets. I know, seriously. We should probably get into it. Today is going to be a news and vault day for you all. We've got some news that's come out from Disneyland and Disney World in the last couple of days. So we figured we'd start up top by sharing some mouse musings. And then Adam has prepared a vault for me, I'm very excited about. Yes. It's a a very timely vault. Put it that way. And Dana, there's already been a clue tonight to the vault. There's already been a clue. Yep. Is it I've been paying very your, close attention. Is it on your drink cup? I is don't it one know. of the Okay. 
All right. Well, we'll, when it gets closer, I'll tell you. What um. All right. Well, let's dive into it. Literally, because I've been staring back at the water. Finally, we are so 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 close to journey into the water with Moana. A journey of water. Sorry, let me get this appropriately titled. Journey of Water Inspired by Moana, which I am forever going to call this Moana. It's the Moana thing at Epcot. The Moana thing. Yeah, Yeah. the Moana, or as Noah will probably call it, the Moana splash pad. Because (laughs) I think this is insane. So they finally released some behind-the-scenes photos and videos of what to expect from Journey of Water Inspired by Moana at Epcot. This is gorgeous. Yes. I'm looking at these photos. I'm looking at the pictures right now, and it's stunning. I can't wait. So this is in the future world area that they're calling future nature or something, right? I don't know. World mission. World nature. Yeah. World world, nature. Yeah, I think world nature. Whatever. It's it's Jane Duty Dench's garden out front of Spaceship Earth is what I'm calling it. So (laughs) um, how cool is this? So the Imagineers have just gone buck wild with water at this thing and it looks incredible. There's things that you can, you can touch the water and it makes sounds and plays music. You can move the water. You can do these different things, make motions and it'll make the water do things. It's really like getting to really be kind of like Moana. Like you get to, to be Moana in this. And I am telling you now, we are never going to get out of Epcot or this area with Noah. Like this will be where we live now. Next time we go. I think the thing I like the most, I'm looking at the pictures right now is the statue of Tafiti, which she is mm-hmm. fully cloaked in Stunning. greenery and she's got her flower crown over her head. Like she looks beautiful. This looks so much like what I understand Alani to look like. And also so much of like just the movie Moana. But we know Imagineers, they're so good at this kind of stuff. We, I think some of these elements we've seen in different queues out in Florida. And I'm excited for this. I think this looks really awesome. Yeah, I think some of this is just absolutely stunning. It does remind me of a little bit of Alani when we were there. And actually, how mm-hmm. cool would this be if this does really well? If they, Because I feel like Alani, I think we've talked about this a little bit. Alani needs a little bit of a refurb and a refresh down there. This would be yeah. such a cool thing for them to add down there. And we fit so in with the tropics and everything else. So maybe if this does well, like, you know, they like to copycat their stuff because it's cheaper yeah. to do it a second time. Like, that'd be kind of cool if they added something like this down there. But I'm excited. We don't have a firm opening date yet, just that it's coming soon. I'm hoping it's there by January when we're there for the marathon weekend. I think it would be open by then i would hope i have it on good authority i think it's going to be open by the end of the year if not at the very latest early january that's my if they wait to open it the week after marathon weekend i'm going to be a very (laughs) angry person (laughs) because we're going to be down there for that first full weekend of january for um the dopey challenge but and we do the parks after the races because why not so hopefully this is there and Noah, I think is going to absolutely love it. But it looks like through the video that they posted, this thing looks like it's ready to go. Yeah, it really does. Maybe it'll be sooner. Open then. the sucker up anyway. So I'm excited. I think it's, it's going to be, and also it's going to be so good to see some of these construction walls finally come down at Epcot. That yes. place has been a construction wall zoo maze i guess a maze is a better way to put it for years i know it's so frustrating i think the last yeah two the last two years it's all been construction more than that all around that future world yeah probably and it's so it's so annoying and you're just going around everything and it doubles your time inside an already really gigantic theme park so yeah I'm ready for it to be open. I am too. I'm so excited for it. So anyway, go check it out. I think it's on, I believe it's also on the Disney Parks blog, so you can go see it there as well. Um, it's really cool. The video looks really cool, and it's got me excited for this to finally open. Yay. Okay, well, I'm taking us back over to Disneyland. This is exciting. We got a mansion expansion going on over here. <laughs> but So, yeah, I came up with that one. Disneyland announced that in 2024, the New Orleans Square section that houses the Haunted Mansion is going to have an expansion, which will include a Madame Leota gift shop and an extra long queue area that's going to have these big sweeping gardens that are going to look very New Orleans-esque. 
And they're all going to have different themes to the three kind of characters that reside at the Haunted Mansion, which are going to be Master Gracie. He's your ghost host. Madame Leota herself, you know, the, the head in the ball. And the one-eyed cat, which I love. The, really? This was they're also not, an, they're not yeah. diving in full in on the hat box. The hat box ghost. Nope. I think he's just like haunting it. He, like, I don't know. I think they're all haunting it, but... <laughs> The one-eyed cat gets his or her or its time, time to shine time. here in time this garden. Shine. I think it's going to be kind of similar to what you see in Florida where they have like an interactive queue. They haven't come out to say that this is going to be interactive, but they're saying they're going to have these big garden areas and they'll be very themed. I have a feeling there'll be some sort of interaction elements. They really haven't brought any of that over to Disneyland. All of the interactive queues are in Florida. So yeah. I'd love to see this one have a few of those elements included. I'm excited to see them actually expand the queue area because on really busy days, especially with Haunted Mansion holiday coming, those queues yeah. get so long, it pours into New Orleans Square. Like it just, yes. the lines spill out of the gate and it just keeps going and going and going. And even sometimes the lightning lane line gets crazy like that too. So I think it's long overdue to expand that area, but I am just obsessed with what they're doing in Disneyland with the New Orleans theme. And it just works so well down there compared to Disney world. I'm very curious to see how they do it at Disney world because at Disneyland, it just flows literally everywhere from pirates all the way through to Tiana's Bayou Adventure now, RIP Splash Mountain. Yeah. It's going to be this incredible New Orleans theme through the whole thing. Yeah. Actually, and fun fact, because we've talked about this before, the Haunted Mansion, that Haunted Mansion is a New Orleans style home, but it's actually yeah. modeled off of a house from Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's fun little cool. random fact. So I'm excited. It's going to be this super huge New Orleans theme. Like, and I just realized, you know, we talked about this last week, that Tiana's Palace is going to be open when we're there next. Yeah. I'm excited be. for it. Yeah. And like, it's, it's a really cool thing they're doing at Disneyland and I'm excited for it. It is a cool space. I am very curious what they're going to do with the Winnie the Pooh ride when, so real quick, they're going to start on the construction of all of this in the beginning, January, 2024. So with Splash Mountain being closed and the Haunted Mansion will be closed for most of the month of January because they're going to be flipping it back from the Haunted Mansion holiday to its original form. I'm just kind of like, are they going to just also close the Winnie the Pooh ride down for this duration and just quarter off that section of the park? Or are they going they to still open. keep that one open? They'll just have like a little tiny lane that you can get to for just that ride only. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's so it's so funny where Winnie the Pooh is at Disneyland compared to Disney World. Like it's in that weird, which it kind of made sense then when Splash Mountain was part of Critter Country and it was the woods and all that. And it kind of made Winnie the Pooh made sense over there by Splash Mountain. Mm -hmm. But now it's like that and the restaurant, the what what's that? The Hungry country Bear Cafe. Hungry Bear Cafe Hungry or something. Bear. Yeah. So like it just doesn't it's like a weird little area that I'm going to be curious to see what they do with. Yeah, I know. Oh, and last thing I'll say, I mentioned that they're going to have a gift shop. This will be right at the exit of the ride. And it's a Madame Leota's house of gifts or something like that. There is a building there that's kind of like a quick service yeah. food place. I love to go sit over there because they've always got some good shade. But I don't really know other than maybe popcorn and churros what they serve there. I, I mean, I go all the time and I never really pay attention to that building. So I assume whatever is in that building is just going to go away. And that's going to be the building for this gift shop. I think it's long overdue because in Florida, we have Memento Mori's, which is that great little gift shop just off the Haunted Mansion. At the exit and, of yeah, the ride. And yeah. we love going into that gift shop. Even if we don't ride Haunted Mansion, they just have some, they every once in a while have a neat little thing in there that you want to get. They've got like the, Obviously, the Haunted Mansion wallpaper printed everything, but sometimes they have some really cool trinkets in there and things that they do at the mm -hmm. Haunted Mansion. So I'm excited to see them get a full gift shop in California now at Disneyland for the Haunted Mansion. And I'm also super excited to see, because when we were there, the Nightmare Before Christmas merch was off the charts. Like, it was... <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never seen so much Nightmare Before Christmas merch. Like, they had plushes of all okay. the characters. They had all the stuff. It was nuts. I mean, I've been there multiple okay. times during the holidays. Never seen that much Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. You're showing your hand again that you are more of a Disney World guy than a Disneyland guy. Because <laughs> if you've been to Disneyland at all in the last 20 years and, you know, been, spent some time in New Orleans Square... You would know that there's a section in the New Orleans Square shops that is always a Nightmare Before Christmas store over there. They always sell Nightmare Before Christmas. I remember in like 2004 thinking that was super novel and I bought, it would be embarrassing and I don't have it anymore, but it was like (laughs) a really ugly t-shirt that was popular in 2004 that had Nightmare Before Christmas on the front and then like no color on the back. It was like one of those like screen printed ones and I'm so embarrassed to say this. It was bejeweled in certain places to just give it an accent. That's it was amazing. so flippant. Why do you ugly. not still have a, this? Dude, I thought I was so cool <laughs> buying that. It was like, essentially, it was like stuff you could probably buy at, um, what's that store? Hot Topic. Yeah. It's all Hot Topic junk. Where do you, you think find. I got like, you I your Scream t-shirt? Hot Topic? Well, Hot Topic's cool now. No, actually, no. It was from shirt. Spencer's. I lied. It was from Spencer's <laughs> Gifts, which is even better. Cool. <laughs> Great. Oh, Spencer's. Um, but this was this was Spencer's quality or hot topic quality of a shirt. It was really ugly. It was really bad. I love it. And uh, here's my other aside or my tangent to that store. I remember in that same trip going during a goth days trip in 2004. <laughs> I'd never seen this before. I mean, I remember seeing like families with little kids in like full on goth clothes. And it was July in the summertime. But that store was packed to the gills because everybody was buying their Nightmare merch. Because I think that was kind of the only place you could find it. That and Hot Topic in 2004. Amazing. Amazing. No, but I did feel like when we were there, there was a lot. They had carts out with all the plushes. They had the Zero plushes out. They had the Oogie Boogie plushes, which Kurt doesn't know this, but we are 100% coming home with the Zero and Oogie Boogie little plush to add to the Halloween decorations in the apartment this Mm -hmm. year. It's going to happen. And I'm like nice. biding my time before I start decorating for Halloween. Like I was ready to go last week. We actually went to the CVS down the street and they have all the Halloween stuff already. And then we went to Target in hopes that Target would have their Halloween stuff up. And they don't have it up yet, quite yet. Because at Target, you got to hit that stuff early because that Halloween stuff sells out real fast. So pro tip, get to Target Dude. in September. Get your Halloween. I have the itch. I have the fall itch so bad. And it's a hundred degrees in Los Angeles. But I'm like, you know what I did today? I made a fall candle. I made a pumpkin (gasps) chai candle. I made it. And and Ray was like, yeah, you're going to be here in a couple weeks. I'll give it to you. But Ray smelled it and was like, oh my goodness. Is it, is it time to get the decorations out? And I was like, this weekend, girlfriend, this weekend, come September 1st, you know, our Halloween decorations are going up. I, I became a completely basic bee. And I 100% had a cold brew with pumpkin spice cold foam on it last weekend. Oh, yeah, you did. We're there. Yeah, We're there. It's happening. It's, it's, you know what? It's pumpkin season. And then come yeah. November 1st at 12.01 a.m., we all know what time it is. Oh. Hey, can I also call you out <laughs> on this? this I'm going to call you out on this moment. When we were in Vegas, Adam was oh, a no. tired bear. He was a sleepy bear, and we had kept him up past his bedtime at karaoke on our first night. And <laughs> I haven't was, been up I this late in years. What was it, like 2, 3 in the morning? 2 in the morning? We were up. No, we left at like 3.30 in the morning. Oh, I thought it was 2 in the morning. But either way, you are actually sleeping. Like, your eyes are closed, and I was like, I know what will wake him up. <laughs> and in mid-August, I forced all of the girls to put Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas and you did. You rallied and you sang that song. And then the second that song ended, you're like, okay, I'm going to bed now. Kim, get in the car. We're going. <laughs> We're out of here. You guys left. But I got my little early taste of Mariah season. All right. Let's fly back to the East Coast. We're going to head back down to Orlando because huge news, everybody. Big, big, big news. I hope you're ready for this because I <laughs> feel like people have been waiting for this for years back when... You know, in the before times. For a moment like this. Oh, she sang that at the show, too. Anyway. Some people wait a lifetime. Here's the big news. For the first time since before the pandemic, dining plans are back at Walt Disney World. So 
what are dining plans, you might ask, because it's been like four years since there have been dining plans. So dining plans mm-hmm. are add-ons to your vacation packages you can buy, which it's basically like prepaying for your meals. It's prepaying for your sit-down meals. It's prepaying for your quick service. Like there are different levels to choose from on what kind of meals. Yeah. You get snacks, you get meals, you get beverages and these things. So there used to be all kinds of different tiers to pick from and mix match and do that stuff. And I remember it's always funny. You would always see somebody in the like quick service of your resort on the last day of their trip, just like randomly buying snacks because they had like, I'll take 10 rice crispy treats, please, because they they have all these snack credits. Yeah, right. Because they didn't use up their snack credits. So I have never once admittedly never once bought a dining plan. We always just pay as we go. And we're going to talk about this. Let's break this down a little bit because I still think after we break this down, we may come to the same realization that paying as you go might be the better option. Well, real quick, I think it's important that we explain what is in each dining package. So I'll break it down real quick. There are two dining packages, as Adam just described. There's the quick service dining plan and then the regular dining plan. The quick service dining plan includes two quick service meals, one snack or one non-alcoholic beverage per person per day. That's kids and adults. Everybody's lumped into one dining plan. Plus, everybody gets their own refillable mug from their resort. So if you're a coffee drinker or you're a soda drinker, this is a good thing to have because you can just get unlimited refills. The regular dining plan. And we should say what a snack is. So those are like, there's various things at the parks and the resorts that qualify as a snack. It could be like we said, a Rice Krispie treat, this packaged Rice Krispie treat. Sometimes it's a pretzel or popcorn or something like that, that are But also a churro, it counts. Or my favorite, the zebra domes over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Like there's a lot of things, pretty much it's a snack until proven otherwise. Almost everything is a snack. So that was the quick service. The regular dining plan includes one quick service meal and one sit-down meal, plus the same snack credits and the refillable mug that you just heard. So it's either do you want two quick service meals or one quick service and one sit-down meal? Those are kind of differences. But you have to note the sit-down meal is not at any of the signature dining restaurants, which are so many of the sit-down reservations you can book at Disney World are those signature fine dining reservations. Yeah, so real quick, some of those that would be eliminated from this, or I mean, you can still go to them, but it's going to eat up two of your credits on your trip. Some of those would be like Space 220, Cinderella's Royal Table, Be Our Guest, any character meal. California Grill. What's the Chef's de France? Not Chef's de France. Uh, the the one over in the Cellier. The Le Cellier, yes. So some of these ones that are really, uh, I think also the California Grill at yep. um, the Contemporary. These are all signature dining ones. You'll know that you've booked a signature dining because they'll have a couple of stars on there explaining that. If you do decide to, a credit to book the dining plan. That's <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it. Oh, you, you don't have enough money to, to dine here. No, if you do the regular dining plan and you want that sit down meal, then just know if you're going to go to Cinderella's Royal Table, you're eating up two of those dining credits. I think it's important to also note that all of this is rolling. You don't have to eat these two meals each day on the same day. You could bank them to be in different days. So we'll get into the pricing on it for a second. But I was really thinking about this from the lens of our last day at Disneyland, where we had booked a table service meal. We had booked Land Flight Lounge, and we ended up canceling it because we basically just grazed our way across the resort that day. Which is what you can do at Disneyland. And also, big asterisk, this dining plan is only in Florida. We're only talking about Disney World, not Disneyland. I just want to make But I still feel like you can graze your way across Epcot for sure. Heck yeah. Right? Like Hollywood Studios. Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Easily graze your way across it. So I love, love, love a fine dining thing at Disney World. I love the sit-down restaurants. I love grabbing the reservation, but even for our upcoming trip where Kurt Noah and I are going for a day, we're not going to do any sit down at Disneyland. We're going we're gonna to just kind of graze our way, do quick service, have snacks and have our day. Well, that's also because we told you about all the best quick service as of your last trip. Uh, we told yeah. you about the birria tacos. I, do you oh, realize I'm God. counting down to have those again? Like that is on the <laughs> list. 
as well as the They're pizza so shawarma. I think I might have a pizza shawarma again. That was pretty good. But yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the pricing of these things because y'all, this ain't cheap. <laughs> like we know dining at Disney is not cheap. However, I think you can do it in a cheap way. So here's the deal. The quick service one is the cheaper option. That's again, two quick service meals a day, plus either a snack or a non-alcoholic beverage. Plus you get your resort refillable mug out of it. So that is $57.01 per adult per day and $23.83 per child per day. That is children ages three to nine. They're generally pretty good about basically giving you food for the under threes. They don't really charge you to get like a little side of mac and cheese or something like that. Like we've, we've never at a sit down restaurant yet been charged for Noah's food when they bring him out a couple little things to nibble on. Like, yeah, they don't, they're, they're good about that for the under, under three crowd (laughs) at Disney world. Once you're over three though, pony up kids. So yeah, that's my world. And I, my daughter eats like a bird, so it sucks. I'll tell you all that. So look, you're looking at for our families, family of three, two adults and one kid, you're looking at, you know, about $135 a day for food. And that is if you're doing the quick service only. If you were to go the standard dining plan, which gives you a quick service plus a sit down plus a snack or beverage plus the refillable mug, that one is going to come out to $94.28 a day per adult, $29.69 per child. Again, ages three to nine. Also, once you're 10, you're an adult at Disney, apparently. Yeah, you are. Welcome. I'll wait until you're 13. But you can't vote. Yeah. Well, at least wait till your bar bar mitzvah. I mean, come on. Like, then you're an adult. Like, wait till you're 13. That's I don't true. know. By the way, we just watched. Side note, we just watched. Oh, the Netflix show? The Netflix movie, the so Adam bad. Sandler one, the like, how yeah. not to, or like, you're so not invited to my bar mitzvah. Y'all, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was Is so it good? good. I can't believe I'm saying an Adam Sandler movie was really good. But it's, he, he plays a dad. The two daughters in the movie are his real life daughters. And then the best part is his wife plays like the rival family wife. Oh, that's hilarious. In the movie. And he's an Adam Sandler is married to Adina Menzel. (laughs) It's that's amazing. Bonkers. It's great. We loved it. It even got better with more wine throughout the night, but back to this. So three to nine, (laughs) you're a kid. Look at this. You're looking close to 200 $30. $30. I did the math. 218. It's 218. I did the math for my family. If we did two adults and one child on this, it's 218.25. So, so that's the question that we're asking. Are you going to be spending $220 for food in one day's time, five times over, if you're going for a week, let's say? I don't think for five days in a row you would. Well, yeah, I know. Times five. So we're talking about adding a grand. We're talking about adding a grand to your your vacation. Now, that's a tricky question because I'm trying to think that, like, we order a lot of – we like to do the sit-down restaurants. And when we go there, you know, Ray's getting her food, and that's always quite expensive. We'll get one or two cocktails. We're spending a lot of money on food when we go to Disneyland. I still don't think I'm spending a grand every time I'm there. Maybe I'm being delusional at Disney World. So here's kind of where I'm thinking with it. I, now that I'm thinking it more holistically of, okay, we have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast for us though, is usually we'll eat breakfast maybe one day, like have a decent breakfast of a whole trip. Usually for us, it's, a coffee and a sandwich from the Starbucks in the park. Like that is all we need for breakfast. We're not, we're not big, huge breakfast people. So you're thinking a quick service lunch and a sit down dinner every day. If you were to do that, I can kind of see it evening out a little bit, but you've got to want to order a lot of food is the thing with it. And so I don't think, especially like there are hot days at the parks where you just don't want to eat that much. And I just don't, and you're also committing to this. So this isn't like you can suddenly change your mind and be like, give me the refund because today I only ate a quick service meal. Sorry, you've paid for it. You're committed to it. So you find room in that tummy because you're in for it. And I, I think I don't like, I think my issue with the dining plans is I don't like the commitment that it makes you make towards yeah. what you're going to eat while you're on vacation. Yeah. 
Fair. I agree. I think that the place where this is a good option for a family is a family that has people who want to eat a lot of food. I've got a client who mentioned recently that she's got two young boys who I think are eight and 10. And last time she went to Disney World, they couldn't feed them enough. They just kept wanting more foods. They were going back and getting more and more kids meals. This is going to service her well. This will be a great option for her. And probably she's going to spend as much or a little bit less. The other thing that's great about a dining plan is it's like you've got these credits. So you just are like, oh, hey, I'm kind of fast and loose with these credits and throwing them (laughs) out there and getting stuff. I have done the dining plan before. I've done the dining plan three different times. And all three times are because I've gone when they're doing a free dining plan if you book during essentially Mm -hmm. hurricane season. So I've gone in like September before where it's very hot and a little hurricane-y, but I got free food. And so those are when I found it to be an amazing deal. And I got to say, it felt really empowering when you just go up and be like, yeah, put it on the band. You know, it's just like everything you, you can get your quick service meal and then you sit down. <laughs> I mean, I just put it on the band and suddenly it winds up on my credit card. So <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Well, this time it didn't. So you know, I would say, do I think the dining plan will come out as another free offer? I don't think so. I think the days of a free dining plan added to your plan will it, is, is gone for us. Here's a question for you. Because I'm thinking back to the cruise where they incorporated the cost of food into your overall cruise fare, right? Because unless you went to, which we did, we went to one fancy brunch, unless you went to a fancy restaurant, all the food on that ship was included. You could just yes. walk up and take food whenever you, like the heaven on earth that was the chicken fingers and pizza and barbecue stands by the pool. Like you uh, could, I know, like give me back so on cruise ship. You could just walk up whenever you wanted to and grab something and it was done. Here's the question. If Disney World sold an additional add-on that was not a dining package like this, where you had to count the stuff and everything where it was like your free food pass on your magic band, right? Mm-hmm. For an additional $1,500 per adult for your vacation. And it would fluctuate based on how long your yeah. trip was, but say on average, $1,500 non-alcoholic beverages and all of your food, except at fine, like signature dining. Right, because I'll count that as like going to Enchante or Palo on the ship. If they offered an yeah. all-inclusive dining package, would you be enticed by that? Where you just pay once, you never have to think about it the rest of the trip, and you do not have to think about paying for food. Well, that's what this is. But but this wrong? you have like, to think about this because this you have to kind of strategize and think around. You do still. You're right. You do still have to plan. I hear what you're saying. I'm saying a higher price point. A slightly higher price point than this, but you do not no. have to think about it. No, I wouldn't still do it because it, to me, it's like it's a, it's a different beast, right? Like being in the theme parks where there's a ton of different options versus being on a cruise ship where there's less options. It just makes more sense. I think what I'm hearing as you're describing all of this again is just reminding me how great of a deal a Disney cruise <laughs> is comparing it to going to Disney World for four days. Yep. A four-day Disney cruise is going to still be cheaper then a four-day trip, if you stayed at a moderate or deluxe yeah. resort and got this dining plan. like it's, I've got this the itch is, so bad. I want to go back. I want to go back on a cruise. We actually mm-hmm. had a whole conversation with a client You know I already booked today. one. I know you did. And we had a whole conversation with a client at work today about Disney cruises. <laughs> it was the whole thing. Aww. The CEO of a major company. We had this whole chat with him about Disney cruises and how he was not a cruise person and took his kids on the cruise and was like, okay, I get it. So yeah. I don't know. I got I got to convince the other half that we should do this. I keep trying to play the card of my 40th birthday. I say you got that, but I say you should just also wait until Noah's a New bit York. older and then and there's been enough time and it comes back to New York and then you go. Oh, also as a side note for our mouse musings, they pushed back the Disney oh, yeah. Treasure announcement. So as the date that we we're filming this, we don't know any more detail about the Disney Treasure. So hopefully stuff comes out soon probably by the time this episode is uploaded everybody will know all the disney treasure stuff but we'll find it very interesting that they postponed it because of the hurricane same but i thought it was all virtual so i didn't understand why they were postponing that's what i thought too that's why i was confused i don't know weird 
Anyway, we'll keep you posted on that because I think we're going to have thoughts on the treasure when that thing rolls out. I think so, too. Okay, last bit of news, and this is kind of a lame piece to end on. I'm taking us back to Disneyland. I've got some not-so-great news for 2024 if you're planning to stay on property. They are taking away or reducing some more of the on-property perks for the Disneyland hotels. As you all know, there are three on-property Disneyland hotels. That's the the Disneyland Hotel, the Grand Californian, and Paradise Pier. As of right now, in 2023, if you were to go stay at any of these three hotels, you can get into either Disneyland or DCA 30 minutes before park opening time. So that's one of those perks that they have. I mean, which has also been reduced from an hour to 30 minutes after the pandemic. Now they're taking away one of those parks. They're going to alternate each day. So you'll have to check the map and the app each time you come and visit if you're staying at any of these three hotels starting in 2024. I think that this is super lame. So, but if you have to check the app before you visit, what about where you made your reservation for that day? Because you still can't just willy-nilly that morning pick which park you want to go into. Exactly. I know. Which is all the more reason why maybe... Let's let's be optimistic here. And maybe this is a sign that they're going to get rid of park reservations in 2024. I don't give me that face, Adam. I just really want them to be gone. They're so silly and so dumb. I mean, in California, they're basically gone. The 11 a.m. park hopper time is not bad. Well, that's the park hopper, but I right, want, but I want the reservation bad. system to be gone, I too. I want us to just say, especially for guests who are coming in from out of town. You want to just be able to show up with your magic key and roll on it. Mine, or honestly, if they keep them for the magic keys, I can understand it. I don't like it, but I can understand why they would do that. But for you, the guest who's coming from the East Coast, who's just going to visit, they should get rid of it for the average guest who's yeah. just coming in for the day or the week. Instead of, like, you also having to book all these different reservation dates. I mean, it was fine. Like, we booked our tickets for a couple of weeks from now. And we know we want to go to Disneyland first because we always love going to Disneyland first. And then because also I feel like DCA is the, like, okay, we've been in the parks for a few hours. It's time to go to DCA, have some drinks, and, like, do some big kid rides, basically, right? But, like, yeah, you always start at Disneyland. I feel like you do. I don't yeah. know. That's my thought. Anyway, I don't really get it. I guess it's they want to save on labor costs and not open another park 30 minutes early. And I guess when you're thinking about so everybody at that other park can clock in 30 minutes later, that probably saves them quite a few thousands of dollars having all those people clock in 30 minutes later. So from an operational standpoint, I get it. They're trying to save money. Yeah, I get it too. But I'm also like, then don't stay at any of these hotels. Like, this is my hot take. I don't think 30 minutes... Maybe this is my Hey Mickey. Hey Mickey. I'm going to just go right on into it. <laughs> All right, do it. Or, or I don't think so, Mickey. I'm saying Hey Mickey. Hey, hey Mickey, you're, you're so fine. fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey Mickey. <laughs> hey Mickey. Hey Mickey. Yeah. Hey Mickey. Maybe that's what we should um, actually call No, it. my I don't think so, Mickey, is the on property hotels at Disneyland. I think that these are such an astronomical price tag that you are paying to stay at these hotels. And the only perk, the single only perk that they're giving you is to come in a whopping 30 minutes earlier. So at 7.30, you can go into either of these two parks, but soon only one of these two parks per day. And it just seems like why spend that money when there are so many other hotels that are just like an extra 10 minute walk away when you could just pay a quarter of the price to stay at the Hyatt down the street versus staying at the Grand Californian. I just am so irritated that we are still in this space when they're giving you very limited reasons to stay on property these days, especially at the Disneyland Resort. You're in the I don't think so, Mickey. Bubble. You're in the are bubble. Are you? Are you? You're in the bubble. Sure. You're in the bubble. You're already the Disneyland in the bubble. Hotel, it's a small like, bubble. No, because know, there is it. something the when you Hotel. walk out of Disneyland Park and you walk down Harbor Boulevard Harbor Boulevard and you cross that street and suddenly there's an onslaught of real Anaheim before you get to your hotel and it's like the magic is gone like there is that pulling you out of the bubble that you're like oh no I'm actually in Anaheim when you're at the Disney property hotels there there's a different level of like, you're just there on vacation. You're there. You're on the resort property. You're there. And that's what you're paying for. 
Like you're paying to stay at the Disneyland hotel. You're paying to walk down to Trader Sam's at the Disneyland hotel and sit out and have drinks versus paying to have a really bad, you know, truly hard seltzer at the residence Inn across the street because it's all they have in the fridge. So you're paying for the premium experience over there. You're paying it Grand Californian to be able to walk in and out of DCA from your hotel. Like there's, there's parts of it you're paying for that. I'm sorry, 30 minute entry, either park is a joke. Like what are you, you're going to do one ride. Like you're going to get in early and do one ride. Which is what I'm saying. I hear you. And I love the like wake up from the Disneyland hotel. It's so iconic. It's so special. Is it worth an extra $1,000 on your vacation to stay at the Disneyland hotel? That's an average situation. Then staying at the Hyatt, that's a 15 minute walk. And you're passing by a couple of like dollar stores and like knockoff Mickey memorabilia stuff. For me, yes, but I also go to Disneyland a lot where I the whole bubble is the two theme parks and the resort that's kind of in the middle. So I feel like I get that already. I don't feel it to be a whole lot more special than staying a block extra further when I could save so much of that money. I'm looking at it from that perspective. Would I love to stay there? Sure. Who wouldn't love to stay at Grand Californian or Disneyland Hotel or heck, even Paradise Pier as it's getting revamped? But it is just so wildly expensive yeah. for what you're getting. It is. But it I is can't absurd. Justify it. And and we had a great time when we stayed at that Hyatt house across the street, right? But yeah, I just there's something magical about pulling up to the Disneyland hotel. The smell, you're in it. I'm like you're there. You're on vacation. Here's another point against all of these hotels. You still have to pay twenty five bucks to park your car at any of the Disney on property hotels. You don't have to do that in Florida. That's my tip. Save your money. Go to a Disney World trip where it is still not going to be cheap, but there's going to be a little bit more perks to it all. A handful. A little bit more. I said a little bit more. (laughs) Not a lot, but a little bit. Including free parking over there. All right. So I think that's all we have for news. Should we do a little dive? A deep dive? Yes. Yes. Dive into So I have my answer. You asked okay. me earlier, what is the vault that you're about to do? Mm-hmm. And I have a answer. Go. I'm going to lock in Haunted Mansion. Not quite right. Oh, okay. I'm going to uh, lock in uh, Space Mountain. No, very far. You went the far other direction. You okay. were very close. You were very, very close with your first guess. Haunted Mansion. Okay. Well, I did Pirates of the Caribbean a while ago, so it can't be Pirates. Is it Pirates? No. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 It's Haunted Mansion Holiday. Specifically, not Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion Holiday. I did do this one for you already, bud. Oh, we did? I'm excited to hear it. I did it. I thought we did. I did it, but this was like a year ago. I know. So maybe it's the annual tradition that every fall season we have to talk about on Mansion Holiday. I don't know. I just got inspired today because I saw the news about the expansion of Haunted Mansion. So maybe, sorry, folks, you've already heard us, but now you're going to hear my version of it, I guess. I don't know. Now I feel bad. We've already done it, but... Maybe this is just going to be the annual tradition. So next year it'll be Dana's turn again to tell. This is like Passover. We tell the story every year so we do not forget. And so we're going to tell yeah. the Haunted Mansion holiday story every year so we we do not forget. We never forget. Can never forget the Haunted Mansion holiday. So look, Haunted Mansion holiday, we all know what it is. It's where they completely... Shut down the Haunted Mansion for a month at the end of every summer so they can guss it all up and get it ready for Jack and everybody to take over the Haunted Mansion for four whopping months. Which, you got to think about it, right? This is what kind of blows my mind about it at California. Because, like, in Florida, they do, like, the Jingle Cruise over the Christmas holiday, right? And that's, like, a couple-month thing, three months, if that, where the Jungle Cruise is the Jingle Cruise. Yeah. This is four months that they redo the Haunted Mansion in California for. And then you tack on a month on each end of that. So now we're at six months of the year where it is not regular Haunted Mansion. So the Haunted Mansion in California is literally only the Haunted Mansion with the 
999 ghosts, haunts, or happy haunts, or whatever they say, for six months a year. That's it. That's crazy. That's crazy when you actually think about that. Like you don't you don't think about the like the actual time that it takes because then they shut it down for basically all of August to bring in all the haunted mansion holiday animatronics and things and turn it into the nightmare before Christmas. And then they shut it down at the end of January into mid-February for another month. So let's back this up. Disneyland, we know, opened the version of the attraction in 1969. It's also got iterations of this at Disney World, at Tokyo, Mm -hmm. at uh, Disneyland Paris, which we should really do one of these, by the way, on the Disneyland Paris. Like it actually deep dive on the Disneyland Paris Mystic Manor is what they call it because the story is, I know we've touched on it, but like the story is so different at Disneyland Paris compared to the other ones. They really, and actually how they tie it into Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland Paris too. Like there's a whole overarching story narrative that flows between the two of them, which is kind of cool. So we all know the Disney parks love, 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 love a holiday overlay. They love doing the holidays. They do Mm -hmm. it very well. And so for a long time, they were really toying with, what do we do with Haunted Mansion? Is there something we could do with this space, this ride, this attraction over Christmas to make it a little different? So at one point, Imagineers toyed with overlaying it with a version of the Christmas Carol or maybe a story starring good old St. Nick, right? And I actually think about like the Christmas Carol idea would actually be kind of cool in the Haunted Mansion. Like I Mm -hmm. could see how they could have done it, right? Like, you know, visiting all the ghosts of Christmas past and all this other stuff and future and present and all that. And like, there is a way, but I also do think it would have been a much bigger overhaul of the attraction to turn it into a Christmas carol. So ultimately though, they looked at what do we do? And Oh, Hey, there's this great movie that Tim Burton did called the nightmare before Christmas. By the way, Tim Burton had been working as a Disney animator in the 1980s. And that was after his work had kind of got noticed. And then he had his own little side projects. And part of that was The Nightmare Before Christmas that began as a poem written in 1982 by Tim Burton. And then he eventually worked with Walt Disney Pictures to turn that into a full-blown film. So it started out as like a simple poem that Tim Burton had written. And then he was able to animate this into the cult classic that we know today. Yeah. So... They were like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? Well, 2001, they were like, we really want to do something. And they thought, okay, what if we turn the Haunted Mansion and make it like Jack Skellington had decided he was going to decorate it up for the holidays. And he wanted to bring, and the whole idea of the theme is that he wanted to bring joy of the holidays to all the happy haunts in the Haunted Mansion. So they kind of really thought, and maybe it's a bit of a stretch on how they like merge the two stories <laughs> to make this I don't happen. Think it's a stretch. It makes and actually, sense because he's he's Jack Skellington and that's what he did in the movie too. Can I tell you I'm kind of like here for the crossover movie now. Maybe that's what they should have done. Instead of this new Haunted Mansion movie that was where was the Tim Burton <laughs> crossover of Haunted Mansion and Nightmare Before Christmas and they tell the story of Jack Skeleton bringing happiness to the haunts of the Haunted Mansion. Maybe, maybe future Disney producers, if you're listening, when the strikes are over, get the writers going. Don't don't touch Jack Skellington. Leave Nightmare alone. It'll be kind of fun. It'll be what it is. But bring only if they incorporate the Muppets with it too, and then we're good. Muppets Haunted Mansion. We say the best one ever. The best one ever. Okay. So I had an inkling that maybe we talked about this one before. So I thought we'd actually just kind of talk about the differences because this, so again, this started in 2001 and originally it was only there for Christmas. And then in 2019 is when they actually said, well, wait a second, why are we not just doing this for Halloween too? So. Whoa. I thought it was like longer ago that they brought it out for Halloween. 2019 is when they first brought it out for Halloween. Wow. Yeah. So originally it was only a Christmas time overlay and then they brought it out for Halloween, which I mean, that's the reaction, right? Because you're like, how has this thing not been out here since 2019 for that? Yeah. Right. So now it's there for, you know, the longest stretch. It's probably the longest temporary overlay in all the Disney parks. It's got to be. If you think about it. Anyway, so I thought we would kind of walk through it for our folks that 
are not there to experience it. So I kind of thought, let's let's do a little a little tour of the Haunted Mansion holiday. Yeah. So right at the entrance of the queue, you're greeted by the Pumpkin King himself. He's sitting on a big jack-o'-lantern. And then the exterior, I just love the exterior of the Haunted Mansion at the holiday time. Me and too. I can't wait to see it. It's decorated with pumpkins and candles and Christmas lights. It's like the best Christmas Halloween mashup. It's basically what my house looks like on November 1st. <laughs> it is the Christmas Halloween mashup that we all love and we all kind of want. Should we do that this year? Maybe that should be the Christmas decorations. Ooh. We just leave Halloween up and just go Nightmare Before Christmas theme all the way through I don't Christmas. think you could do it, but I think it's an admirable thought. The Jew? The Jew can't do a Nightmare Before Christmas theme for the holidays. No. The the Jew who was just talking to us about how much he loves Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. I know. Oh. I know. I can't wait for this year's video. Anyway, at the top of the mansion, you can see Jack Slay that has crashed on the roof and with his recipe for Christmas hanging out the side of it. So then you head in, and I love what they do to the stretching room. They completely redo the stretching room for Haunted Mansion Holiday, is you enter the room, you see the regular portraits, but they're replaced with stained glass covers that break apart into all new spooky portraits. And Jack's face with zero lights up at the top of the elevator as you drop down. So there's no like creepy guy hanging himself at the top of the elevator anymore. It's Jack's face pops up with the Santa Claus hat on. I think what's amazing and what is always stunning for me is the ride load area. And the display mm-hmm. they put there. It is this massive, snowy, wintry, nightmare before Christmas display that they put up on I the ride right area. I, I love, love it because it. it sets the tone that you're like, oh, I'm about to go in here. They, the music is blaring. It's all yeah. nightmare before Christmas. And it's a big, like, snowy scene with all the presents. And they're turning, right? They're all, yeah. like, twisting yeah. and, and showing their, like, kind of so true good. Halloween colors. It looks better than the regular queue area when it's regular Haunted Mansion. Strong agree. Yes. Like, I love the Haunted Mansion story, but you could just leave this up year-round and people will be into it. Don't say that to Sierra Leone because she will. She'll be so Oh, no. So the Swifties are after you and Leone's after me now. We're done. Yeah. We're done. (laughs) Um, We are done. So it's been a great run we had here at, at episode, what, 94, 95, 95, 95 that we got through. So close to 100, yet the Swifties and Leone uh. ended it. All right, so, so you get on the ride. You're, like, cruising around. Each scene is kind of, like, at the beginning is direct decorated, like, slightly differently to just reflect the movie Night Before Christmas. You know that scene where the candelabra is, like, floating on its own? Yeah. So yeah. they replace that with Zero's bones and his barking in the background. So you see Zero's bones yeah. floating and you hear Zero barking in the background. And then we head into a completely transformed Madame Leota room. And it's transformed into a fortune card scene. And apparently when they did this room, they really thought about what would Madame Leota want for Christmas. And the idea is that they decided that at Christmas she would want 13 Floating fortune cards that would float around her and represent 13 days of Christmas. I know. I love it. Like if Madame Leota was to have a Christmas present. And she also does the on the 12th day of Christmas song. Yeah. She does it in her own nightmare spin. So that's I good. think that's always clever. That's good. So you leave Madame Leota's room. You enter the ballroom. This is one of my favorite things because you see some of the ghosts are replaced with gifts that are flying out of Jack's crash sleigh like the animated ghosts that fly around but then it is the gingerbread house which i know we've talked about before and we will have to talk about it this year as soon as we see it because it is a epic gingerbread house that the pastry chefs at disneyland make every single year and there's been a documentary about it i've watched this documentary about the gingerbread house multiple times they work on it for months it's this insane undertaking that they do to build probably one of the biggest gingerbread houses I've ever seen. And it smells so good. I know. Oh. I know. They pump in so, that gingerbread scent and it's, I'm here for it. I we will it. for sure be here to talk about the gingerbread house as soon as they release what the series is. Then you head into the attic and it's left with all the spooky gifts that Jack leaves behind. And one of them is the snake that invades the house of a child in the movie. And that was one of the gifts, but in the mansion, yep. it's eating the naughty and nice list. 
So it's not it's yeah. not chasing children in the mansion. Right. No, and it's not what's kind of right cool is on that list, that naughty and nice list, yeah. are listed all the Imagineers who worked on turning it into Haunted Mansion Holiday. Just oh, kinda that's cool. clever. I didn't know that yeah. part. Yeah. Or maybe I forgot that part. So Hatbox Ghost is there as usual. And then the graveyard scene where they just completely redo it with all the characters from the night before Christmas. Jack Skeleton's there with zero. And I think what's actually, before you get out of the graveyard, they make it snowy. Like it feels like you've yeah. entered this winter landscape of the graveyard. And then there's Sally. You finally see Sally. This is the first time you see Sally in the entire ride. And she's hanging out over yeah. one of the gravestones. Fun fact, even though they started with this in early 2000s, Sally was not added to the attraction until 2016. I had no idea. Yeah. They wow. finally added the Sally animatronic in 2016. So years and years and years after they first started doing this. Not crazy. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. Progress, Disney. Progress. Um, now, so. she's, she is in one other spot in the ride, but I'm sure you're not quite there yet. I'm wondering if she was there when they first started this or if. No, apparently like. I'm talking about when at the. Oh, at the very end. At the very end of the ride. When you're off of the ride and you're. When she replaces or riding the out. ride. Yeah. That's where Sally was. And I wonder if she was there from the start or if she was also added in 2016. I don't know. All I know from this, from the research, from the hard hitting research I did today. She finally appeared in 2016. So maybe they didn't add her there until 2016 either. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe. And then. At the end, where the grim grinning ghosts are usually singing, there are a bunch of pumpkin heads singing, we wish you a scary Christmas, which Love is it. cute. It, the whole Love thing it. is just cute. And then you head on out, and my favorite, favorite thing is the giant Oogie Boogie at the end. When he's there, where yeah. the hitchhiking ghost usually is, and Oogie Boogie is hanging out, and he's waiting for you at the end, because I love Oogie Boogie. That whole Oogie Boogie scene... From Nightmare Before Christmas is one of the best moments in cinematic history, is all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. That's so fun. <laughs> so, I love it. Look, it's been around. It's not going anywhere. It's insanely popular every year. I love it. I can't wait. Like, we will do it this time around because, it, yeah, it'll be open when we're there in a couple of weeks. And so, will it be? Can, yeah, we, it will be. We checked. Do we have a confirm on that? I think we have a confirm. Do not break my heart, Dana. Do not tell me that's not going to be open by... Yeah, it, it's end of September. It'll be open. September 1st. Oh, we're only two days away. Yeah. Ah! This is, this is worth the $25 Genie Plus to be able to get a lightning lane. Because the lines are long for this one. It's true. It's very and, true. And this would be... I would, I would not normally tell you your strategy for Genie Plus at Disneyland is to get Haunted Mansion first. Those will go as soon as you get in the park and you're able to add Genie Plus to Disneyland because you have to do it when you enter the park. Grab that Haunted Mansion return time. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, well, folks, if you want to go listen to my version of telling the vault of <laughs> you find the it? Haunted Mansion holiday, <laughs> I found it. It was episode 24. Wow. Was ways back. It was like two years yeah, ago. But that's, yeah, the title was How Come I Can't Get a Park Reservation? That's what we were talking about Wow, twenty on episode 24. So that's interesting. As a magic key holder, we were talking about how it's so hard and we had to strategize. I remember this. Now it's so easy because they don't have any cap on this stuff. But episode 24, I gave my vault. I don't really, everything you shared, I remembered being the same. But I do remember I also talked about the voice actors reprising their mm. roles, except for one individual which might have been Oogie Boogie, because I think maybe he had passed on by the time mm -hmm. they brought this to fruition. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I'm, I'm remembering. Well, look, we were bound to have a repeat vault one of these days. Yeah, we were. But I love it. And I love that ride. I can't wait to do it. I'm so I glad. September 1st. It's coming I out really wait. soon. It's so good. It's just, and I love that it's special to Disneyland and they don't do it down in Orlando. Like I there's agree. something there's something yeah. special about it. Like we don't have Jingle Cruise at Disneyland. That's what they have down in Florida, and that's always fun to do it down there. But I'm very I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, me too. All right, good vault. I love oh. it. And also, you know, this just inspired me. You know what? I'm gonna hundred percent buy when we're at Disneyland this year in a couple what? weeks. What? What I really wanted oh, to no. buy when we were there 
the light the necklace. The zero, the dog. No, the light necklace. The light, yeah. The, ha- the Halloween light it. necklace, because we all know I'm apparently into light necklaces. I was kind of surprised you didn't buy it. I just got, y'all don't even know, I bought the best, <laughs> the best pin. I'm not a pin person, and I finally bought a pen. A pin, not a pen. Yeah, you did. It is Miss Peggy in a rainbow dress, and it says Fierce and Fabulous on it. And it is still on my sling bag. And I got home, and Kurt was like, what did you buy? This is not you. And I was like, yeah, but I loved it. I don't know why. I just loved it when I saw it. It's not you. You're not a traditional rainbow pride flag kind of wearing (laughs) person. And I love it. You bought that. I bought Ray some Muppet pins. And then we saw that pride miss piggy one you're like nope i have to get this yep. and it was the best thing and you wore it all through vegas too and i was very proud i of did you. i did fierce yeah. and fabulous yeah. that's me yeah. no it is <laughs> not even close all right, all right folks, everybody. we are done put a fork in us we are done this is the end um, but you know time. where to find us enjoy the rest of your week and we will talk to you again next week bye